Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the uh, second edition of the Believe in Duke podcast for the 2023-24 season. This is Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how's your week been? How's your football team's doing? Uh, my week's been good. Uh, it's been you know pretty good so far. You know, it's starting to get a little bit chilly now. So I was liking it earlier because it was like you know low 70s, but now I woke up this morning it was like 58. I'm like, oh no, I can't do this right here. This is this is not me. But uh, my football teams are. Are doing okay. Uh, you know, OU football had a buy. Duke football won against NC State. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm waiting on my Cowboys to do their thing tonight on Monday Night Football. So, all right, <laughs> something to look forward to. It's been so. It's yeah. been a good weekend so far because so far, so far, Oklahoma's <laughs> back up. I'm a top. I know it's Duke basketball. I'm a top twenty-five football voter. Okay. So okay. I had the Sooners, Sooners at number five. I kept them up high after they beat Texas. So, um, I think they're. In the running for the national championship, they're they're playing well this year. So yeah, I was actually <laughs> down there. I was down there for that game in uh, Dallas. Oh, were you? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. The first time, first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's an experience. That's pretty cool, yeah, it, man. It definitely was. It that's definitely on my was. bucket list. I haven't done it, so good for you, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, and, the bu- go ahead. And, and, and I'm saying, and, and it's the classic, so it was a good game to go to. But yeah, go ahead. What a great <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is the Believe in Duke podcast. Thank you. I'm sorry, I got I got us off track there. It's on my fault. Um, you good. It is <laughs> sponsored by uh, Believe uh, uh, by Bet Online. Bet Online has been a sponsor of us for. Uh, uh, from the beginning of the podcast, and we always appreciate uh, their support of the Believe in Duke podcast. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for uh, baseball, golf, football, anything. Uh, be- basketball, hockey started up now, so um, Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games. Available to play right from your phone. Head to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We are still a couple of weeks away from games for Duke basketball. They've been practicing now for a couple of weeks. Um, Counting out of craziness is coming up this Friday. Always a, a big part of things. Uh they did have an, a somewhat open practice last week uh, for uh, if you donate money to the children's hospital, um, you can come in and watch a practice. There's another thing where you, if you give a lot of money, you get to meet with coach Shire, uh, which is kind of a cool thing. Right. So, um, but uh, so um, I got to watch, I, I got to attend the practice and watch a little bit of it. Uh, some of my takeaways were uh, the starting five had on that day, Jared McCain, was out there along with Proctor and Roach, um, Mitchell and uh, Filipowski. Uh, although Ryan Young filled in for Filipowski in the in the five on five stuff that day, 
Uh, I guess he wasn't doing contact stuff. I'm told that's okay. Nothing to worry about. But anyway, wasn't good not to see him out there. But anyway, that was the, that was one of my takeaways was, was Jared McCain uh, who looked pretty good. And um, uh, so uh, it kind of started to come together. We wondered who the fifth starter was going to be Sheldon, right? Because we had uh, four starters returning from last year. Uh, we thought McCain or Foster, if they would go with the three guard lineup, which it seems like they're doing, uh, Foster looks pretty good too as a freshman. So one of those two freshman guards or both of them are going to be a big part of this team. Not as big as past Duke teams because we've expected them to come in and be, you know, 15, 20 point a game scores. That's not what we're expecting here, but, um, yeah. So, uh, McCain, I don't know if you've seen him play much. What, what you think about him? Yeah, I saw some of the highlights of him. Um, kind of get a little bit of a, a grasp on how he plays. And you know, like I told you before in uh, other uh, episodes of his podcast, I saw uh, Caleb uh, already play, mm-hmm. and I knew what I was kind of you know feeling from what he was bringing to the table. Um, but you said you went to the uh, the practice. I wonder how did it work with the three guards? Like when you was uh, uh, watching them play five on five. You know, who was who was it like the primary ball handler? Who was kind of like being playing off the ball? Who was being uh, – because I know uh, Jim McCain is supposed to be a good sh- spot-up shooter as well, too. Yes. So I was trying to see how, in my mind, and, play, you know, the listeners as well, how did they kind of look that first, you know, five-on-five five with those three, you know, essentially point guards. Right. Know, playing all at the same time. Like, who was the primary or you know, who were close to the ball? Or how's it, how did that work? Yeah, it seemed like it was mostly who was close to the ball. But, I mean, it, Proctor – primarily was the guy kind of setting things up. So, um, and, and, but he's, he's looking to score a little bit more too. He did shoot some as well. So, um, you know, McCain can do the same thing and Roach, we know can run points. So um, I think the beauty that Shire wants is like, it's kind of whoever has the ball can just get us into the offense, right? That's, that's what he has said Um, on that, that day. I noticed Proctor doing it more than the other two, but because it's been, that was the way the ball came to him in that, in those situations. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's what we're going to see. Um, and I think that that's going to be, you know, obviously difficult for opponents to kind of set up their defense and defend because you don't know who's going to be running the offense, right? So I guess that's a good thing. And we saw a little bit last year with Roach and and Proctor, but then we saw Proctor kind of take more control. Remember, remember when Jeremy was hurt for that little bit? And that kind of right, right, allowed right. Uh, Tyrese's game to develop. Taking another step. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like if people think, oh, it's a knock on Jeremy. That, that's not what it is. It was just – once he was out of the picture, Tyrese felt some freedom to, oh, okay, I can, you know, I don't have to defer to the veteran, right? And, right, uh, right. And they seem to be working really well together. So um, I think that's uh, going to be a good group. You know, uh, one thing I have, you know, Jeremy, the injury last year was a turf toe injury. I don't know if you ever had a turf toe injury. I, I haven't. Personally, I have had players that I played with that have had it before, um, but I never had it myself. So I'm not sure the significance of you know, what you can and can't do. I know they take some time off and try to get it healed, but I'm not sure exactly, you know, what it is that they actually go through when yeah. they actually have turf toe. But he, um, I mean, that's something that kind of bothered him all season. You know, so he, they, he tried to keep came back and played, but, uh, you know, I've been familiar with it from when I covered, but mostly football, like NFL guys have turf toe and mm-hmm. it can knock you out for a while. It's It sounds like, oh, you just stub your toe. It's a little more than just stubbing your toe. <laughs> okay, um, okay. But uh, anyway, he, he looked fine. I don't think there's any. I think he's finally healthy again. Yes. So, so he didn't do anything like in off season to kind of, you know, corrective. It's more of a you know treatment type thing. Or yeah. No, it's more just kind of rest, and there is some rehab it. to it. But he he had done most of that because it happened. Gosh, Thanksgiving. Remember, it was against Purdue. 
out in Portland when he got hurt the first time. So um, it's more of one of those things that kind of, I think over time, I mean, there is some rehab with it, but just time helps it heal. You know, it's kind of it's okay. a ligament thing and that kind of stuff. So, but the more my, you, go ahead. in my mind, it's still a little silly, but in my mind, I'm like, is he doing curls with his toe? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Get the movement back, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> that's why I'm thinking like my rehab of my toe, like I'm just moving it back and forth or getting the towel, trying to slide it, whatever. So I'm like, am I doing toe curls? What is this? <laughs> I'm working hard, man. Both right. sides, both ways. Biceps and triceps of the toe. Yeah. Right, um, right. No, no, no. But he's but he looked, but again, I, I said that to say he he looked healthy out there. I didn't see any, there's no problems anymore. But I remember okay. last year we kind of didn't know like what the toe injury was or what the foot injury was. It was kind of nebulous and, and what was going on there. But now that we know kind of what it was, I mean, with turf toes, when you pound on it a lot, that really can can aggravate it more, right? So um, I think uh, when he was able to, you know, when the season ended, he was able to take that rest and and kind of get it healthy again. So he looked pretty good and uh, uh, with that three three guard group. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my, my thing is, I don't know exactly the steps that Proctor is going to take with rebounding. And I'm not sure how good of a rebounding guard that, you know, Jerry McCain is going to be. But since you said that, you know, whoever came close to the ball, I can kind of see myself seeing this team like, all right, whoever gets the rebound just pushes the ball and go. And everybody else is kind of flying out on the wings, going to the corners, setting up, uh, just kind of getting out on the you know, fast break. So that's what I'm kind of thinking if these guys can be, you know, four to five, you know, rebounding at night type guards mm -hmm. that can really help out our bigs and really get us time, you know, just get out and go. Exactly. And this team wants to, they want to get out and go. That's one thing Shire said. And I wrote about it when I wrote about the practice and everything was they're going to play, they're going to play different this year. This is going to be an up-tempo, you know, full defense, you know, pressure and all over the court. And uh, cause they got some depth at the backcourt for sure. Um, and I know also the downside of playing three guards is, you know, you don't have as many bigs on the court, right? So rebounding could be an issue. Uh, but that's where you have to ask, like you just said, like the guards have to get in there and fight for the rebounds, right? Yeah, they have to make yeah. up for it. Yeah. I mean, if they can get four or five rebounds a night, you know, between the two of them, I'm not sure what, you know, Roach can do if he can get, you know, two or three, but if you get four or five between those guys and then you get, you know, eight with Mitchell and then, uh, Hopefully another uh, nine, 10, 11 with no flip. I think we'd be okay. Yeah, exactly. And of course the guards, you know, uh, if you're forcing guys into bad three pointers, there should be some rebounds available on those long rebounds to long get that rebounds, best break yes. going. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. So the other thing was, um, you know, flip not doing the, the, the contact stuff. Uh, they had told us, you know, a couple of weeks before that everything was fine. He was cleared to go. And so when he wasn't doing it, I kind of wondered, hey, what's going on here? And then I checked into it and it's kind of, you know, just he's, they expect him to be fine for the season. There's no problem with it or anything. It's just kind of one of those taking it easy kind of things, you know? Precautionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as he comes back from all this stuff. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll try to plot that going forward. We'll see if he works at Countdown on uh, Friday night. That'll be the first, you know, live in public scrimmage that we'll see. Um, I Again, I'm not. I haven't got any vibe that like he's got any problems that he's not going to be healthy when the season gets going. So okay. we well, still have another two weeks. Cause they did, they had a, a clip that they kind of released where Proctor had the ball come off the pick and he threw it to uh flip at the high post and then flip actually, you know, handed it off to uh, Ryan 
for the bucket. So I did see him play in five on five. So in my mind, I don't think it's, you know, serious. I think it's more so the caution side than anything yeah. else. So that's yeah. what, when you, when you told me that, I was like, well, I, I, I could literally, I just saw a clip of him playing five on five. So I'm hoping that nothing actually, you know, came up between that clip until now, but uh, yeah, you know, resting up, you know, getting ready for a countdown, uh, which is a countdown of craziness, which is on Friday. And you got mm-hmm. a big recruit coming in on that Friday too. So, uh, you know, he already kind of limited his choices down to two. And I think he already took the other visit. So now he's yeah. trying to come in for the, you know, the big, re- the big recruiting visit right here. So uh, coming in this weekend for the, uh, the big time uh, blue and white game and uh, whatever else they do now that they didn't do when I was in school. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're talking about Cooper flag. We could say it. Um, he's the guy. He's the number one player in the, the 24 recruiting class. He was going to be number one in the 25 class. He reclassed back to 24. So um, he has taken his visit to UConn. I think we talked last time that I was up there the weekend that Duke played UConn in football. And that was the weekend Cooper was there and uh, Duke crushed UConn in football. So mostly, but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, he's, he's here for his official. He made an unofficial earlier this, this year in the summer. He's familiar with Duke. I mean, he hasn't seen, Cameron with with a crowd in it, which you'll get to see Friday night. He'll be sitting behind the bench, I'm sure, like the recruits do, um, behind the home bench during the blue white scrimmage. He'll be over there with the crazies at some point, um, you know, when they call for him to come over and sit with them. So uh he'll get the full red carpet treatment, man. And this is what this is what it comes down to. This is kind of the he's the big prize. Uh, uh Duke's got a really good class already. They're trying to get him. Uh, Dylan Harper, the guard uh, from New Jersey, who right, right. has family ties to Rutgers. So um, mm-hmm. Rutgers is in the running there. Right. But uh, those are the top two players in the class. And Duke's got a good in good position to to get both of them. Uh, it's, it's very possible. So um, uh, that's that's for next year's team, of course. But that's that's a big part of what's going on here. And uh, Flag was also considering Kansas, but he canceled his visit to Kansas. And he's down to just Duke and UConn. So um I don't know. I'm sure from your point of view, it's a pretty easy decision. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I am biased, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple for me. I know uh the reigning champs of uh, you know, UConn, you know, is high on the list uh for you know anybody because you know they just won it and then the rankings came out where they now I think they got them six, I believe, mm-hmm. in the preseason rankings, and uh, yeah. Kansas Kansas one and Duke number two. So uh yeah, it just uh like Jerry McCain actually came out in one of his videos talking about like, you know, it, it just makes sense. Like <laughs> just that plain and simple. Like it just makes sense. He picks Duke. Like <laughs> there's, there's no other thinking about it. Like it just makes sense. So right. hopefully that's the case. Hopefully he's a good, good host. Uh, it'd be great to get these guys to come back and play with Cooper. And then all of a sudden have a, a great, greater year, you know, than uh, we are expecting for this year. So, but you know what? Yeah. We got time for that, you know. Let us go ahead and handle this team right now. But uh, yeah, right on. it's it's a it's a no brainer choice for me. So he will be a, a high priority uh, for people. Cooper Flag, I'm talking about during countdown. I mean, everybody wants to see oh the new team and how they're doing and all that and, mm-hmm. the, and the scrimmages and who's playing together and all that. But uh, you know, Flag is a big a big big thing, big 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 heart of the weekend. And uh, Duke doesn't have a home football game for them to take him to. It's just countdown. That's the only really public event that he can go to. So uh, uh, we'll be watching, trying to, everybody's going to try to get clues into what he's thinking. Maybe he'll commit Sunday before he leaves town. That would uh, be easier on all of us. Go ahead and get yeah. that done. 
De- definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, go ahead, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, um, kind of a strange story. But when I was when I, when I went on my visit, um, they were expecting me to commit on my visit as well, and we had that conversation before I got to the airport and it was kind of like a long awkward pause and as almost like they wanted me to you know to go ahead and commit but to me I was like no way I can't commit to anything that I'm gonna spend the next four years of my life if they didn't meet my mom and my brother so that was my whole thinking like I knew I wanted to go to Duke but I had to make sure that it crosses that it checks the boxes of my, my dad who was with me on my visit uh, my, my mom and my brother before yeah. I can go ahead and do that and then they wanted to come into uh, the house you know about, you know, two, three weeks later. And, you know, it was a done deal after that. Okay. That's how it goes. Yeah. So you got to make sure all the boxes are checked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't, I'm not sure his parents' situation, but uh, if, uh, you know, Coach Shire has able to, you know, talk to his parents and, you know, his family, I think he has a twin, I believe, right? He does. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah, name's yeah. Ace. Ace Yeah. Flag. Yeah. So um, check all the boxes and make sure that uh, everybody in the household is happy with the decision because this is a big decision. And, you know, I can only say, it was big at the time, but it was the right decision for me. So it, it still is, right? Same, yeah. Same, yeah, same way. So. <laughs> his mom coaches his um summer league team, his uh okay. the main main united team. Okay. So I okay. saw her at uh Peach Jam. She was there. So she's obviously been heavily involved in what's going on. She's met all the coaches and everything. So um yeah, I'm sure they they made sure she's got all the information they need. Um she actually played um college basketball at Maine. Uh, when former Duke coach Joanne McCauley was the head coach at Maine, she played for her. Oh, so okay, okay. I don't so, know if that's a tie or not. A little Duke tie, yeah. It <laughs> could yeah. be, but yeah. <laughs> if, if they had a good relationship, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, of course, yeah. Coach P is not at Duke anymore, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that kind of ran its course. But anyway, so we'll see. We'll see. See, we're trying to read the tea leaves, man. That's what we try to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to take people inside and see what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, you mentioned – I'm going to go back. You mentioned the top 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we take this on Monday afternoon, it came out a few hours ago. Kansas is number one, uh, followed by Duke, and then uh, Purdue. Have Zach Eady back, you know. Of course, Michigan State's fourth, Marquette's fifth. Um, so, uh, well, I'll go down a little bit further. Okay, I want to mention that Arizona's twelfth. Uh, so, um, Duke and Ari- yep, Duke and Arizona play on November the tenth at Cameron. Uh, and these rankings will still be in effect then. There will not be another poll before then. So, because uh, the next one doesn't come out till after you play some games. Uh, so it'll be four, or two versus twelve uh, in that first game against Arizona. Second, you know, Dartmouth first, then Arizona, and then the next game Duke plays after Arizona is Michigan State. Who was number four? Right? And they're fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we very could well have a top five battle there, two versus, provided Duke takes care of business against Arizona. Duke will still be two at that point, I'm sure. And then it'll be, you know, Michigan State will be, uh, if they're still winning, they'll be fourth. So um, Arkansas, uh, Duke plays Arkansas in the preseason, um, you know, before conference. Um, they are, school me a second here, I'll scroll down, 14th. Okay. So Duke's got some games in non-conference to play here. They got, there's three ranked teams, uh, you know. Early on, especially early on. Yeah, before you, in November, right? Three, yeah, three ranked yeah. games in November. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I I saw that it's only one ACC school that's in the top ten, uh, three in the top twenty-five with you no know, Miami thirteen and uh, Carolina nineteen. Mm-hmm. But so that's a little bit unusual, um, in my eyes that you know we only have three teams in the ACC in the top twenty-five, but and especially one in the top ten. You no, know, maybe you have at least two in the top ten, um, uh, but 
I, that kind of struck me a little bit. Um, but I, it's a, it's a new day, it's a new season, uh, different times, you know. So it's, it's 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 different. But my thing is for our team to have great competitions start off the gate, you know, with uh, the preseason uh, exhibition with Arkansas. Then you have Arizona and then uh, Michigan State all right there within a few weeks of each other. I think it's going to be able to allow our our younger people to kind of grow up fast mm-hmm. and hopefully they take the the knocks against them while we still win. And it's a, bit, it's a better learning curve uh, going through the course of the year, going ahead into the ACC. So that's my whole hoping for how this uh, season starts out with these uh, th- at least three teams, just three tough teams. Right. And I, you know, then, then you get into December, uh, Duke plays Baylor in New York at Madison Square Garden right before Christmas. And Baylor's number 20 in the preseason right now. So that's another ranked team. I was talking about the first month, but you talk about all the non-conference. So he's got four. Uh, Shire has put together a pretty good group there um, because, and we talked about it a little bit over the summer, but, you know, with, with the ACC not being as strong the last couple of years, you've got to make sure you have those, those you know, top first quadrant one, as they say in tournament language now wins quite a run opportunities right, right. Um, in the non-conference. And so Duke's going to have, that sounds like four of them right there. They're all uh, ones at home, but the other ones are all neutral sides. So I think we can safely assume those teams are going to be in um, the top 50 <laughs> of the RPI or the yeah. net, excuse me, the yeah. net, net by the time yeah. we, uh, by the time we get to tournament uh, selection committee time. So um, Duke's going to be, they want to be, they should be in the running for a number one seed. You want to have the, as much, uh, good good wins on the resume as you want as you can so they've got a chance there for sure with those um you mentioned the ACC uh, having three in the top 25 the only other team that received votes was Virginia um so uh Clemson didn't get any votes I thought Clemson might because they have a lot of guys back from last year's team and they added Joe Girard from Syracuse the the guard um is okay. in the transfer okay. portal so they just missed the NCAA tournament last year, and they, they think they're probably a team that's in a good run to make it. So that might be the fifth. That might be the fourth if Virginia gets up there. Maybe you can have five teams ranked at some point this year. Um, that's kind of what we're looking at. Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that about Clemson, but I did think about Virginia because, like, the last four or five years, Virginia's always been, you know, top five, top ten. And yep. for them to not to be anywhere near the top 25, I thought that was kind of – Strange, like I said, we we normally have at least two in uh in the top ten, you know, especially with the last few years. But yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, you know, kind of see how the the, the season plays out. You know, everything kind of go left to right. <laughs> what you, you may think is gonna happen it may not happen. So hopefully, it just you know, happens for us, and we stay the course on our our end. We stay healthy, so that's the the big thing for us. So for sure, and it's so important. Uh, talk about the conferences as a whole here too, not just Duke, but to get the wins in the non-conference because that everything gets set in. If you, if you, if the league has bad non-conference losses in November, no matter what happens the rest of the year, like that's kind of baked into the net and you, you're stuck because then, mm-hmm. you know, if mm-hmm. you, you know, let's say Louisville loses to Bellarmine or somebody like that. Right. And then Louisville knocked like last year, Louisville knocked off Clemson late in the year and that knocked Clemson out of the NCAA tournament. Most likely everybody seems to agree. And that's the problem you have. So, you don't want to have to take those bad losses in non-conference. I mean, it's better to challenge yourself like Duke is. You just can't, you can lose those games. And it's not as bad. You can't lose the, you know, the games to lower conferences. The game that you should win. Yeah. Yeah. 
And as a player, I, I never thought about it like that. As a player, I always thought about just my school. I didn't think about, you know, the whole conference. You know, I knew how good the conference was. I just never thought about them losing, hurting our school coming March. I never thought about that. And then you turn around and you see, like, you know, Big Ten getting, like, nine teams. And then we over here getting, like, four or five. I was like, come on. Our, our schools are way better. And they're yeah. getting a lot more. So, But I didn't think about it as a player. I didn't think about it like that. So that makes sense now to kind of looking at it at another point of view, another angle about, all right, you know, everybody has to kind of take care of their business for the whole conference to see in March Madness. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I uh, talking to Shire and I did a story in the summer when, when I went to Peach Jam, I talked to some other ACC coaches about how they're putting together schedules now, how it's different, because you used to be able to count on all these high level games in conference play. And now that the conference has expanded, we have more mediocre to bad teams kind of at the bottom, right? It used to be, I mean, you remember when it was eight or nine or, or it's 12 teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and eight of them were ranked, right? So. right. Exactly. That's what I was like. As a player, I, I knew our, our conference was good. So I, I was like, I didn't you know, think about it like that. But now we have uh, everybody kind of coming in. And I'm not even sure how we're going to even do this whole uh, California, Stanford type thing, like, do they come out East Coast for a week and then uh, they have a week homestand or kind of go back and forth like that? Like there's, I mean, everybody who go out there, you got to play them kind of Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, whatever, yep. kind of that whole thing. So it just, I don't know, you know, five-hour five flight, three-hour time zone difference. I mean, you might be in California, but still the Bay Area is cold in the wintertime. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, LA and things like that, but it's, I don't know, it's different. It's different. So um, it, it, it kind of threw me uh, for a loop when I was in school, when we had added Miami, my senior year, and Boston College. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Boston College was my senior year. Miami was my junior year. Right. And then... Uh, Virginia Tech there? came in there, too. B-Tech. And then yeah. after I left, uh, Pittsburgh came in. and Syracuse. Syracuse came in. <laughs> and it's just Louisville, Louisville, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. And just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, all right, at least geographic-wise, like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. These are throwing <laughs> West Coast teams. I'm like... It's not about you know anything that makes sense anymore. It's like it just you know whatever. So it's because football's running the thing. That's it's all football generating yeah. decisions. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, their their, their football team is not really that good. So no, I, they're not. That's what I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did football really have anything to do with this one? But all right, yeah. It's uh yeah. So scheduling wise, and, and they they're supposed to meet. I think this week the the presidents are having their fall meeting in the ACC, um, to discuss the scheduling models for football next year and for basketball and all the sports, because they're trying to limit how many times people have to go to California. Right. But um, so I think basketball, they're going to try to do it where you, you go out there and you play Stanford and Cal on one trip, boom, boom. And then you come home. And when Stanford or Cal comes here, they play Duke and state or Carolina and wake or Duke and wake, whatever you, you come out, you play two games on one trip, then you go back home. So maybe on like a Thursday, Saturday, uh, if you can do that, then you only miss, I guess, two days, well, three days of class. You miss part of Wednesday, too. I don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's different. It's different. I don't know either. It's different. So It's not going to be good. There's going to yeah, be a lot yeah. of tutoring going on. That's right. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny King and his uh, a- a- academic people at Duke, I know. Um, yeah, they're going to have yeah. that, that work going on, <laughs> uh, keeping guys uh, up with their studies. So anyway, that's for next year. Um, we'll see. I, hopefully they'll announce that this week, uh, the ACC, once they 
they have the meetings of uh, the ads and the and the presidents and they're uh, they, they have a lot of league business to do this week and uh, hopefully we'll have that but uh so uh we'll um between now and our next episode next week we're going to have countdown to craziness going on um i will admit i'm not going to be there i have to go to tallahassee for the the big football game duke has with florida state number 16 versus number four yeah yeah um pretty, so pretty big deal. Pretty it's a pretty big deal isn't it yeah so yes i'll be out but i will have uh, another reporter from the news and observer will be there and i will uh be in contact with her so i'll see what's going on and uh we'll have that discussed next week uh and then we'll be getting ready for you know acc um the media event uh in charlotte the, the basketball tip-off event where players and coaches come and we have our big talking session uh that is a week that's next week on the 25th so um, we'll have that going on and get a lot of information there for the following episode of the, of the pod. So we'll have a lot of preseason, you know, uh, content for folks and a lot of updates with what's going on. Uh, and then the first exhibition game is November the 1st um, against UNC Pembroke. But I also will say there's a scrimmage against Villanova uh, the weekend, uh, the 28th that weekend. So you can kind of, that's one of those, Secret scrimmages, as they say, you know, it's in parentheses. Sure, We're not right. going to hear it. <laughs> Another top 25 team. They're ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Philadelphia's in there. So that'll, that'll be a good, again, you talk about the young players getting used to playing high level basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, last year they did it against Houston and uh, uh, that, that taught them a lot about who they were and, um, you know, got them going that way. So they've, they're, they've had their, their challenges. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just this year is a little bit more. So you got, you know, uh, Nova, Arkansas, and then you have uh, uh, Arizona, and then you have Michigan um, State, Michigan State, and then you Baylor, have, uh, Baylor. So it seems like a little bit more, um, this year yeah. before you're heading into the ACC play, but uh, right, I'm all for it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can go ahead and uh, get our, our freshmen, you know, kind of to grow up a lot within these next two months and then kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Um, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, we appreciate everybody listening every week uh, to the Believe in Duke podcast sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, I am Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, Sheldon Williams, uh, the landlord. Sheldon, have a good week, man, and we will talk next week. All right, no problem. Let's go, Duke. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.